If I could give you one piece of advice for 2024, it would be to make sure that your emotional regulation skills are on point all year long and that those emotional regulation skills involve all aspects of your being, including your physical body, your nervous system, as well as your spiritual body. And so that's the major theme for 2024. If I could put it in a sentence, it's integrated healing through especially the physical, spiritual, and emotional parts of your being. And this podcast episode is going to dive a little bit into the astrology of why. And so First, I'd like to extend you a warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. I'm a Vedic sidereal astrologer, meaning I use not only the Vedic system of astrology, but the Vedic system has different tools and techniques than the Western system, or if you're in a Western country, probably what you know as just astrology, the Vedic system has different tools and techniques, but a major important difference about Vedic astrology to Western astrology is that it uses the sidereal zodiac. So everything I'm using in this episode and all episodes is based around the sidereal zodiac, which is about a whole sign off. It's 26 degrees. The sign make is 30 degrees. So it's almost an entire sign off from Western astrology or what you might just hear out there in the wild world of the internet as astrology. So just that little preface extend you a warm welcome. Typically on a Yogi Scopes podcast episode, I will give you yoga practices and journal prompts for whatever's happening. But by nature of the super long-term-ness of this episode, the long-term nature of this episode that is for the whole year, I'm just going to tell you that for the whole year, I'm going to go and tell you right now because also this episode is a repurposing of my office hours from the 100 Healers Circle, which is my membership that I offer. If you go to yogiscopes.com slash membership. Actually, it's closed down right there right now. Anyway, I, I have weekly office hours. And this week, it's a holiday week. Nobody showed up live. So when that happens, I just talk about something. I actually had planned um, this week to do a shorter rundown, a, a high-level overview. And then in the yearly planning party that I talked about, um, we'll get more in-depth, more nitty-gritty. That's happening on January 27th. I talked about it in the episode. Um, so this is just a repurposing of that. So I just wanted to say that ahead of time so that you know um, that it's it, I'm talking about some things that are within the membership. And, and when I say that you just have access to that, like just know that I mean folks in the 100 Healer Circle. And if you want to join, I actually... I said I was going to shut it down, but I didn't because it's been holiday week and something I mentioned in the episode too is um, in the weeks between winter solstice, December 21st and Makar Sankranti, which is January 15th when sun moves into Capricorn, it is like a time for hibernation and I want you to lean into that energy. I'm leaning into that energy. Talked about it on the episode. So anyway, I'm not really doing anything extra, which means I said I was going to shut down signups for the Mercury Retrograde Challenge. Well, I didn't. So if you just go to yogiscopes.com slash challenge, that's how you'll get into the 100 Healers Circle if you want to right now. Um, you can sign up for it, even though the challenge is almost over. Um, and I actually announced the winner of the challenge because it's by a landslide on the episode. So here's your high-level overview for 2024. And just 
to, so you can listen to it and you can hear the astrology of why I say the things that I did, but mainly your yoga practices will be just, I hope you have a yoga practice all year because um, as you may know, that's something I talk about constantly that the reason yoga and especially when you pair it with astrology is so healing is because it helps us be in better touch with our emotions through the study of astrology and how those are landing in our body through this practice of yoga. So if you have some kind of practice that helps you do that all year long, you'll be golden. Um, that's kind of my point always. If you just whatever helps you maintain some sort of body and emotional awareness practice, you'll be fine, right? So here we go. Without further ado, here is the recording. Take good care of yourself now and always. This Mercury retrograde thing just happened to me. I just was running my mouth for like a couple minutes going off with the office hours and I realized that I was muted the whole time. I've done that before and it was actually also during Mercury retrograde. But good thing is this time I realized it. Um, it was actually during our very first ever Mercury retrograde challenge when I was announcing the winner the last time I did that. So that's funny. Happened again. None of us are impervious to Mercury retrograde, but I find with the challenge activities, that's why we do it. That's why I still do it, the challenge, every time, because with that increased grounding through meditation practice, you know, and what have you, the other practices I've been doing, I gave my office a major clean last week. That was partly related to the fact that our office doubles as a guest bedroom. See this couch that you'll sometimes see me sitting on? Those little foam cushions go there and the back part folds out and it turns into a king size bed. So when we have visitors in town, they sleep in my office. And so anyway, I hit record and was just talking, 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 and it was muted. So I was like, you know what? Nobody's here. I'm just going to start the recording over. And I think we're good. I think, I think it's recording. I think I'm not muted. I think everything's fine now. So this office hours is your, it's going to be a very brief, very high level overview for 2024. That's what we're doing today. And I'm like, I feel like I'm repeating myself, even though none of you would have heard me. Um, we will still have our yearly planning event in, on January 7th, which is Sunday, not this coming up Sunday, like three or four days from now, Sunday, New Year's Eve but a week from then, January 7th, um, which I think will be a really good time. I think, you know, I personally have been really trying to start planning my year and doing all the stuff that I do every end of the year, beginning of the year. But my energy just hasn't been there because of Mercury retrograde, Jupiter retrograde. Like I've been doing it some, but I feel like the clarity's not there if that makes sense for me. And so I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be a good thing to do our planning for the year. Um, after Jupiter's direct, Jupiter and Mercury both go direct on January 1st, on New Year's Day. Um, so I think it'll be really good to do the planning once they have gone direct. Um, I think maybe Mercury will be back in Sagittarius by then. Actually, I can look at it on the planner on the transits by sign page that, let me tell you, that page is so handy. Um, so I'm going to give you, I already said this, but this is the thing. I feel like I'm repeating myself, even though I'm kind of not, um, in the yearly planning party, I would encourage you to still come if you can make it or watch the recording because 
we will do like we've kind of been working through some of this between the new moon in Scorpio, what included some journaling around um, kind of releasing 2023 and considering emotionally what you perhaps want either the next lunar cycle or the entire next year, 2024 to feel like and what behaviors and activities and situations in your life contribute to either the feelings that you don't want to have anymore, the feelings you do want to cultivate more of. Um, so we investigated some of that and throughout the month of December in our office hours and other um, happenings, we've been kind of doing similar stuff that we will do in the yearly planning party, but I would encourage you to do it anyway, because of one, one thing that I just mentioned about um, when the, the beginning of January will just be better for it. Yeah. So January 7th, actually. Okay. Yeah. I knew I, like, I look at this stuff when I schedule things and January 7th, Mercury will move to Sagittarius and the sun will be in Sagittarius then too. That's just when there's heightened Sagittarius energy, it's really good for setting your vision. Sagittarius is all about broadening your horizons and having this philosophical vision. That's very a very good use of Sagittarius energy. So the things like we do in the yearly planning party um, to set your vision for the year. And then as things start to trickle into Capricorn energy later in January and even into February when um, Mars and Venus will both move into Capricorn in February, um, and Capricorn is way more about that, like getting down and dirty, doing the work kind of thing, if that makes sense. So they're all important pieces to the puzzle. As I've been describing in our office hours, um, like when, in the Mercury retrograde office hours, I gave some greater context to this Mercury retrograde and it was like, well, it's all, you know, we move through Scorpio energy where it's really about getting under the surface and tending to your emotional being. And then we after having done that, your use of Sagittarius energy of that, you know, getting into what's your philosophy for life and what's your vision of how you're going to bring that philosophy um, more into reality. That's kind of the Sagittarius transitioning to Capricorn energy. And so they're all important steps to the puzzle, right? To the process. And those energies get heightened around this time of year. So I think it's, it's, makes a lot of sense that we always have people um, setting their new year's re resolution. That's such a Sagittarius thing. That's so like, what's my vision for the year. Right. And it's all, it's all part of it. And we could even go back to um, Virgo energy, you know, that we hit starts hitting in the fall, at least here in the Northern hemisphere, which I'm pretty sure all of you are. Um, even if you're not in the U.S. or in the Northern Hemisphere, Virgo energy in the fall. This is something we'll talk about in the early planning party, too, is Virgo energy is like peeling back, you know, like shedding at the fall, at the harvest, um, that peeling back. And then Libra is very like harvest energy, you know, so you kind of peel back and and harvest and then and then share your harvest with your friends. It's like Thanksgiving we see here in the U.S. and even in Canada, they have a different day, but. I guess Canada does Thanksgiving too. Um, that's like Libra energy. And then we move into Scorpio where it's like things are getting dark. We're getting maybe moody about it, maybe getting the big sad. I don't know, whatever. And so that's that's the context of the year. And so that kind of stuff we will talk about in the yearly planning party more in depth about how it's going to shake out in 2024 because we see that. We see the sun, um, Venus, Mercury largely moving through 
the signs in that same order every year. And it can fluctuate some based on Venus retrogrades, Mercury retrogrades, um, but the sun stays on track all the time. The sun doesn't go retrograde. And so that's what, I guess, in paganism, they would call the, the wheel of the year. And so that's an example of something we'll talk about more in depth in the yearly planning party. Today, I want to give you a more in-depth, or not more in-depth, a more high-level overview of big energies of 2024 to be on the be on the lookout for, be aware of. Um, and it makes sense because Mercury retrogrades back to Scorpio today. Mars is in its Gondanta zone between Scorpio and Sagittarius. Uh, moving from Scorpio to Sagittarius today, uh, as I'm recording this Thursday, December 28th. And that interestingly, serendipitously has a lot to do with the energies of 2024 that I'm about to tell you. But I just, I was going on those, that tangent, I just went on rambling to tell you that the yearly planning party, even though we've been kind of touching on pieces of it in office hours over the past few weeks, I think that's uh, kind of my goal for these office hours anyway is to um, help stay on track. Like we'll have our monthly workshops and whatever stuff to get more in depth with stuff we're talking about. And the office hours are like little reminders to stay on track with stuff because it's it's more than a once a month practice, right? Keeping astrology um, as a themed intention setting practice. So this is your high level overview of 2024. And we will get in the yearly planning party, I'll guide you through the journaling. So even if you've already gotten your planner and you've already done it, done the journaling, you certainly can. And this is one of those things I can't remember now if I said this in the recording that I was muted on, or if I said it in this one, but whatever, it bears repeating. I have been doing, I've already been doing the journaling in my planner. I've already been using it, but I've experienced because of Mercury retrograde and Jupiter retrograde, that my, my clarity just hasn't been there. And so I'm excited to go ahead and do it again. You know what I mean? Like there, you can't do too much um, revisiting your intent. Well, I guess you can, you can do too much. You can get a little bit overthinking about it, right? There is a line somewhere, but that's why I've designed the planner the way that I have to keep you on track with your intention, your overall, overall intention. And so hopefully if you've been coming to or watching the recording of the office hours as much as you can. It's, it's always like the office hours are way informal. They're like, if you, if you miss them, I don't want you to feel bad about it ever. Um, and just make it when you can watch the recording when you can, it's not that serious. It's usually a recap or a reiteration of information I've said somewhere else that just might help you make it click in a new way. Um, because we all learn through repetition anyway. Um, I think the clarity will be better by January 7th because we'll have all the planets will be direct at that point, pretty much with the exception of maybe Uranus. I don't know. It's not that serious. The outer planners don't matter that much. Um, but the, the major, the major players that can fog up our clarity will be direct by then. We'll be pretty well into Sagittarius energy. And it'll January 7th is just a really good time. It's a good time to do the kind of work that we will do in the yearly planning party. And so I don't want you to think that um, we're not going to talk about it. We will get nitty gritty and in depth there. And so now 
I just want to point out a few things that are kind of setting the tone for the entire year that are perhaps different from any other year. And so the things that are pretty similar every year are like the sun, Venus, and Mercury. And that's so we see, um, like pagans call it the wheel of the year, you know, where it's like in the springtime, we're going through this like new growth, abundance, things are starting to pop off. Um, and then in the summertime, things are a little chaotic. We might be getting off of our routine. It's like retrograde season. These kind of things we see largely happen the same every year um, and kind of move through the archetypes of the signs. Like I was just mentioning like Virgo um, in the fall, you know, and that's so things you'll see in the important dates page on page 29 of your planner, um, like when Venus is debilitated. That's so why I always encourage you not to be like freaked out by, oh my God, Venus is debilitated. Are, are all my relationships going to be off track? Am I just not going to make any money during that time? Like, no, it's just the beginning of fall where it's time to start shedding some layers because the days are kind of noticeably starting to get dark as we reach the fall equinox. Notice that's right around the fall equinox, at least here in the Northern hemisphere. And, um, it's, you can't keep up at the clip that you've been living your life at all summer through the winter. So when Venus becomes debilitated, it's time to start peeling back. Same with when Venus is exalted in Pisces happens in the spring when it's a time for inviting in all of this new abundance. And that's the wheel of the year, right? And so we can investigate that stuff and some techniques to like know how to apply it to your life more in the yearly planning party, but just some things about 2024 that are different from other years is that one, we do not have Saturn or Rahu or Ketu changing signs next year at all. And so, as you may hear me talk about frequently, the major karmic planets are Saturn, Jupiter, Rahu, and Ketu. And so, in your birth chart and in by transit, we really want to track what those planets are doing. Uh, more than the quicker moving planets or what's sometimes referred to as the um, the inner planets of or personal planets of Mercury, Venus, the sun, the moon, and kind of Mars. Mars is like um, it's a it's it's like halfway between, you know, it, it changes signs every two months, whereas Mercury, Venus, um, and the sun go about once a month and it's largely the same every year with a little bit of difference due to retrogrades, but Mars, so Mars is, it's almost lumped in there with the, the major karmic planets of Saturn, Jupiter, Rahu, and K2, right? And so Saturn, Rahu, and K2 are not changing signs at all next year, which means we won't have any major shifts of karmic energy at least related to those planets but that's i don't i don't necessarily know that that's a good thing personally because um the shifts bring all this newness all this like um you know major shifts and when they're not shifting you're just like really in it. Usually you're really in whatever karmic lessons they are trying to teach you. Um, and so 
I don't know. I just had a reading with somebody the other day who was like, you know, when am I going to get relief from this stuff? And I was like, I hate to break it to you, but not until 2025, at least, you know, hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's like that, you know, so it's like, if you're struggling, if, if 2023 has been a big year of struggle, if the shifts this year have brought a lot of struggle for you, then I don't think that struggle will ease much next year. And that's sucks. If that's the case, sorry. Um, but if it's not the case, if you have experienced a lot of shifts this year and it's been for the better and things feel like they are leveling out in a good way now-ish, then that will continue to be the energy in a big way for 2024. And so that's good news and bad news, depending on on how this year has felt for you. Um, and that's the kind of stuff we can also dive more deeply into in the early planning party. I encourage you to try to come live if you can, because we will have time at the end where you can ask questions about your specific chart. No questions are off limits. You know what I mean? Um, that would be a good time to do that. And office hours. Office hours are always a good time to ask questions about your own specific chart. And Kelly, I'm if you've been listening this long, I'm totally planning to get to yours at the end. Um, I was like hoping to see you today so we could talk about it, but I'll say some more things about your chart at the end after this, um, uh, talking about 2024. So that's the things that are staying the same, right? And the other major things to be aware of changing next year is Jupiter changing signs. So Jupiter changes signs every year. So that's not unusual. Jupiter always changes signs, right? So, um, Jupiter will move from Aries to Taurus in May right before um, Akshaya Tritaya, which is, it's May 10th. Uh, it's Akshaya Tritaya, I think is like, it's a good example of that spring energy I was talking about. It's like, it always happens. It's like the third day, third lunar day. So third day after the new moon, because the new moon is begins the lunar cycle. So it's the third day after the new moon in Vishaka, the month of Vishaka. So if that means nothing to you, don't worry about it. The important part is that it usually happens around late April or May. Um, and it's when the moon and the sun are both exalted. So when there's a, the sun's exalted in Aries, the moon's exalted in Taurus. And so that just so happens that when there's a new moon in Taurus, uh, or sorry, in Aries. So the, the new moon is characterized by when the sun and moon are in the same sign. When they can join in the same sign, that's a that makes a new moon. Um, so it's it's always right after the new moon in Aries because, which is also Lunar New Year, right? Um, because the sun is exalted in Aries and then right, you know, the moon changes signs every two and a half days. So right after the new moon in Aries, the moon will move to Taurus, both the sun and moon will be exalted. And it happens in the spring here in the Northern hemisphere. It's that's what kind of feeds into the archetype of Akshaya Tritaya. It's a, an excellent day for new beginnings, which is in fact, I have scheduled in my life. We, the next next cohort of astrology for yogis will begin that day. So the next cohort's beginning in late January. Um, 
And I want to go ahead and welcome Ronnie to that cohort because obviously you've won the Mercury Retrograde Meditation Challenge already, even though it's not over. So anyway, um, that cohort will begin at the end of January. And then anyway, so that's how like I apply this stuff to my life too. And it just actually worked out really well with the number of weeks and things and how I usually do it with that course. And so it's a good day for new beginnings. And so right before then, before Akshaya Tritaya, Jupiter will move to Taurus, which is a good thing for, you know, Taurus related endeavors, which are things like, um, things like abundance, things like grounding yourself in comfort, um, things like having maybe a sort of spiritual reckoning or spiritual reconciliation with your family of origin and how that impacts your relationship to diet and abundance and like your money stories, that kind of stuff will, will all be major themes of Jupiter and Taurus, which we'll talk about more in depth as we get there. I always want to be mindful of not trying to make myself or any of you live in the future. So um, that's like the, the only major karmic shift happening next year. And other than that, in 2024, it will just be uh, working through more of the same karmic energies of 2023, largely, okay, if that makes sense. But the other thing I want to point out related high level, high level overview of 2024 is that we begin the year on a Monday. So I just let me back up and say why. So so these are all going to be examples of why I say that it's got the major theme of the year is emotional regulation and um, grounding yourself in that way, grounding yourself in healing and, you know, so physical, spiritual, mental healing. And that will probably show up through working with your intuition and emotions, emotional regulation throughout the year. And there's a lot of reasons why. So um, we begin the year on a Monday. So we kind of look at those things to see how we want to look at the first day of the year and the last day of the year to see, um, it's just a technique to see how the year will sort of be bookended, if that makes sense. And so we're beginning the year on a Monday. We're ending the year on a Tuesday. So Monday's ruled by the moon, Tuesday's ruled by Mars. Um, Ending the year on a Tuesday, that's a new moon, okay, uh, kind of. So the new moon is technically on December 30th and the last day of the year, Monday, December 30th, the second new moon of December. And in December, we will have Mars retrograde. So ending the year on a Mars ruled day with Mars retrograde in moon ruled cancer, okay? So... I'll explain that more. I always like, I want to tell you astrologically why. And then if that felt jargony, I'll say more about it. Um, so basically we're bookending the year with very much like moon and Mars energy, because we're also beginning the year with Mercury going direct in Scorpio, which is ruled by Mars. Um, and Jupiter is in Aries at the beginning of the year. So we have this cycle of the year where moon, Mars, and Jupiter energies are heightened, if that makes sense. So 
what does that mean in practical sense is emotional regulation, right? And the other thing playing into this that that I haven't really mentioned is that Rahu and Ketu are staying in Pisces and Scorpio, all, or sorry, Pisces and Virgo all year, respectively, Rahu and Pisces, Ketu and Virgo. And so um, hopefully you were around during eclipse season and kind of paying attention to how that was playing out and the shifts that were happening then as Rahu and K2 moved into Pisces and Scorpio. And if not, please revisit that stuff because that's what I mean when I'm like that energy has already begun, but it will continue to play out through 2024 and into 2025. So it's not a shift, but if anything, I think it will bring up those karmic, like you're going to be working with that karma, karmic energy, karmic lessons, whatever, all year long. And so that's related to just in a nutshell, you can go back and revisit the, the resources via the public podcast, as well as the sign by sign under longer term transits for um, Rahu and Pisces and K2 and Virgo. But in a nutshell, those energies will be bringing up a big focus on the subconscious and spiritual healing, as well as embodying physical health. That's if I could sum up that karma of Rahu and Pisces and K2 and Virgo in like a sentence, that would be it. So focus on subconscious and spiritual healing while embodying physical health. And so that's throughout the year with Rahu and K2. And then the other thing we have is Jupiter moving from Aries to Taurus. So this shift from fiery energy to earthy energy in the middle of the year. Um, But we're ending the year with Mars debilitated and retrograde, Mars retrograde in Cancer on the second new moon of December. So it's just, I hope that all makes sense to why I'm saying emotional regulation is going to be key for the entire year um, because of all those things I mentioned, because we're beginning the year on a Monday with Mercury going direct in Scorpio, Jupiter going direct in Aries, right? These uh, two Mars ruled signs. So moon and Mars are really prominent on the first day of the year. They're also really prominent on the last day of the year, just in a different way. And um, the only major shift, karmic shift we have going on this year is Jupiter moving from Mars ruled Aries to Venus ruled uh, Taurus right around the time we have Akshaya Trataya, which is sun exalted in Aries and moon exalted in Taurus. So I hope that all makes sense that basically all that plays into saying the major theme of the year will be that um, healing, healing in all levels of your being, but especially uh, physical, emotional, spiritual, right? But that's like, that's pretty much like that captures it, if that makes sense, like in a lot of ways. Um, And then the the financial thing comes in, especially when Jupiter moves into Taurus. Um, Yeah, so that's the major themes of the year. That's your high level overview. And we'll talk more about it in the yearly planning party. So on January 7th, we will... um, do some yoga, some very, very gentle yoga. Um, actually, probably just like five, 10 minutes of movement to get comfortable. And then we'll do a 
yoga nidra and guided journaling um, for setting your sankalpa. And we will do the guided journaling from the planner. And then, so this is, I always tell, like, this is how I always do it. So if you're new here, this will be new to you. If you're not new here, this will be a nice reiteration that the way I encourage you to approach any of this astrology stuff is that I always want you, like, it's like yoga first, then astrology, right? And so that's what I mean by that is we want to be embodied and aware of our own experience before we go trying to find answers from astrology, because we don't want to project the astrology onto our experience without first being really in touch with what our physical, mental, emotional experience is. And so that's why we always, when I do any workshop or anything, we always start with yoga and then journaling before I tell you about any of the astrology. So that's how it will go. If you've been to the yearly planning party before, it'll be the same as years past. If you haven't been, that's, we start with some gentle movement. You actually don't even really need a, a mat for it. It's like rolling around on the floor type stuff, not a vinyasa flow practice by any means, super gentle to just get into, out of your head, into your body. And then we'll do some journaling, guided journaling. And then I'll tell you more, more in depth, more nitty gritty than I just did the astrology of 2024 to be on the lookout for. I'll break it down um, sort of quarterly. We'll kind of run through all of the stuff in the planner. So you'll want to make sure you have your planner handy so you can be taking notes if you want to. Um, and then uh, we'll have time for questions, questions and answers. So if you want to ask questions about your specific chart, make sure you have it handy. Um, and or just anything, right? We always have time in the end for Q&A. So it's kind of a long event. You know, it can take up to three hours. So just plan on that if you can. And I always upload the recording if you can't make it live. And you can always send questions in advance by going to yogiscopes.com slash Q&A. No spaces or dashes or anything. Q, the letter Q-A-N-D-A. Um, to submit your question, it redirects you to the Google form to submit your questions in advance if you can't make it live and your questions can be anonymous or not. It's up to you. If you want me to, you're also, you can also give the option in the form to say, I want you to know who's at like me to know who's asking so that I can look at your chart, but I'm also happy to not say who it is or call you out out loud because I recognize that some of this stuff is personal and some people feel varying degrees of comfort um, asking questions in an open place like this, but I hope y'all know that this community is amazing. I just, I love each and every one of you. Y'all are all awesome. And I know all of you would not use any information shared in, in a bad way, right? Like, cause we're all just here trying to do the same thing. We're all just trying to hear, hear dealing with our stuff, our karmas, our traumas, whatever. Um, and to live a more intentional and authentic and um, better life having done so. So, yeah. So that's it for the high level overview. And I was going to take some time to talk about Kelly's chart. But since you're not here, I want to give you the chance to come next Thursday, January 4th. I'll be here. You want to talk about it or also 
like really any Thursday, or you can tell me between now and then if you're like, just say it on the recording, even if I can't make it live, because I it's better if I can just talk to you um, back and forth. So yeah, so I will see y'all next Thursday. And um, housekeeping announcement, if you've stuck around this long, I am bringing back um, live classes in 2024. It's been a whole thing. Um, with my barn that we're building here, my yoga barn, it's not quite done, but, uh, it's almost there. And so I've been waiting on that to, before I, um, remake my class schedule, including these classes, right. And in-person classes. So yeah, I expect for myself and you all as well, that after the retrogrades, things like that will feel more clear and get easier. So Last little thing I want to say is make sure that you keep your expectations for yourself and those around you somewhat low this week. Um, this week between Christmas and New Year's, even if you don't celebrate Christmas, between um, solstice and winter solstice and Makar Sankranti, uh, January 14th, really that whole time is it is a time for deep rest, a time for um, allowing yourself to just hibernate or I forget the word for bears that don't actually hibernate, but they, they, uh, torpor, they still go into a state of deep rest. They're not like just sleeping 24 hours a day the whole time, but they still go into a state of deep rest. That's the vibe for another two weeks. So I hope you're able to tap into that. I hope you're able to be super compassionate with yourself and others to just let it be a time of rest. We can't, and that's like what I was saying earlier with the wheel of the year. We can't operate at the same clip year round. And I recognize that our society often expects us to. And so if you recognize that and recognize that you're in a position where you are expected to operate at the same clip in the summer as you do in the winter, um, then I hope you're able to just find the tiniest bit of gentleness for yourself. Now and always. <laughs>